The Bible says it's good to be in the house of God. Amen? It's good to come to the house of God, to be in the house, to receive the word from in the house. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Glad everybody made it tonight. So we've been we've been on I don't know now I'm not sure when the last time I preached on Wednesday night was it's been a while I think <clears throat> but the last time I preached on Wednesday night we were talking about as we have since the beginning of the year we've been talking about the name of Jesus and the power in his name um, we've been talking about how that we've been called to take what he invested in that name and do something with it and, and make a difference in the earth. God, God did not leave humanity to live on their own. He did not leave us here to be, you know, helpless in the earth. He gave us his name and he invested everything that Jesus accomplished was invested in that name. And so we've been talking about it this year because I really felt impressed in my heart at the beginning of the year that we needed to spend time really focusing on what we have in the name that what's at our disposal and so tonight as we look at in a in a, another kind of little different direction um, I believe you're going to get some good things out of this um, so the title of my message tonight in the name is the word diligent. Being diligent in the name. <clears throat> diligence in life in the name of Jesus. What diligence brings about when we become diligent to, you know, in, a, in our lives and to accomplish things and the opposite of, of being diligent is being, the, the Bible uses the word slothful, and the word slothful really is just translated out in our, in our vernacular today is being lazy, not following through. We know that this year, 2017, is the year of following through. We want to see amazing things happen continually in our lives by following through, and so Tonight we're going to talk about the importance of being diligent and what it really looks like. And so I'm going to give you a number of different words that different dictionaries and translations have used for the word diligent. And um, <clears throat> one, one translation uh, or, or one definition to the word diligent um, or, or just a synonym for it is not lazy. <laughs> to be diligent is to not be lazy. Uh, another word is intense that is used for diligent. Another word is passionate. Another one is persistent. Another word is speedily. Um, when you're diligent, you're, you're not, not necessarily that what you do, you do quickly, but you finish it and you don't you don't let something take forever to finish and get to the end of. <clears throat> um, another word is, is the word dawn, like the breaking, the, like the, the early morning. Uh, t- 
to be diligent is to do things early. And, you know, early doesn't mean five in the morning. Early just means whenever your day is that you start that day out and you accomplish things and, and you're diligent starting early throughout the whole day. You know, that we don't just wake up like we're on the wrong side of the bed and, and just have a horrible day because we didn't feel good. Um, and, 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 and the last one is not late. When you're diligent, you're not late. You're on time. Now, if, uh, if I was to come and if I lined everybody up in here tonight and uh, we talked about diligence, um, how many people do you think would come and say, no, I'm lazy? <clears throat> I mean, most people aren't going to admit that they're lazy, right? Most people don't want somebody else to know that they're lazy. But as, I, as I've kind of dug through Scripture and looked at different passages and, and in my Strong's and found different passages of Scripture throughout the Bible, man, there's a lot of Scripture that talks about lazy. And so if none of us are lazy, who are all these Scriptures for? <laughs> well, the truth of the matter is, you might be diligent in one area, but God wants to work on you in another area. That, that's, that's the way you have to look at it. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know very many just across-the-board lazy people. I mean, most people aren't. But some people lack motivation in a certain area, and so what has to be developed is a diligence and a passion, and passion comes from vision. And when you create vision, it develops a passion and a diligence to accomplish things. And, and what, where we're going tonight with this is that diligent people, people that are diligent, have a, have a greater sense of understanding and revelation about what to do with the name of Jesus. When you're diligent in the natural realm, you're, you're going to be more apt to take things in the Spirit and do something with it. People that are not diligent in the natural are not going to follow through and accomplish things in the realm of the Spirit. You're, you're just not. Because the two go together. And we're going to look at a passage of Scripture tonight that really drives it home. We're going to start in Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews 6, and, and we're going to start with verse 11. <clears throat> And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. We desire that each one of you show the same diligence. Well, if you think of some of these words, we desire that each of you not be lazy. Because diligence is not lazy, right? Uh, diligence is persistent. We desire that each one of you show the same persistence unto the full assurance of hope until the end. Here's one thing that I've, that I've realized is that 
if, if something in your life begins to shut down and you become, we're just using the word lazy. One of the definitions of the word lazy in Scripture, in, in one of the passages that I found, one of the definitions of lazy is to lean idly. To lean idly. <clears throat> so, to be lazy is to kind of get to a place where, you know, you just don't want to stand up and face what you need to face. Where you don't want to really look at it head on and get a hold and a grip of what you need to do and what you need to accomplish in the natural. Now the next verse, verse 12, says that you not become sluggish. And that word sluggish is, there's an, another translation for that word is slothful or lazy um, or late or leaning idly. That you do not become that way, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Everybody say faith and. Okay? Faith for sure, right? Do we teach faith around here? Man, we've taught it for 20, 29 years now. We've taught faith in this place. We will continue to teach faith. But this scripture right here says that to receive the promises of God, it's faith and. He said faith and patience. Another, another uh, definition of the word patience is endurance. Another, word, another translation or, or uh, definition for the word endurance uh, is to persevere. In other words, to be diligent, to be persistent, to stay with something, to follow through, to not give up, to not back off, right? When you're in faith and you're standing, because listen to me, anybody can have faith for two weeks. Anybody can have faith for two months. Actually, a lot of people can have faith for two years. But I'm telling you right now, and, and I can tell you this by experience, that sooner or later, faith will run out if there's no patient, consistent endurance to get through something. That when you're standing for the manifestation of finances and you don't see finances, but you stay faithful to do what you know you need to do until... That when you're standing for healing and health in your body and you're not seeing the results in two weeks or two months or in two years, but you, you, you come to this place where it feels like, you know what, I want to throw the talent. Everybody's been there if you've walked this walk. But what matters is what you're doing day to day. What matters is how you conduct your life day to day. And there's several things we're going to talk about in the day-to-day -day issues of life that want to rob you of your faith. They want to rob you of your faith because he said it's through faith and patience. Look what the Amplified says. It's pretty long in verse 12, but listen to it. In order that you may not grow disinterested and become spiritual sluggards or spiritually lazy. 
but imitators behaving as do those who through faith by their leaning of the entire personality on God in Christ in absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. That's what faith is. And, everybody say and. Okay? So that faith in developing the faith. And by practice of patient endurance and waiting are now inheriting the promises. Those who learn how to lean entirely on God through faith in him, but at the same time are practicing and developing patient endurance, not leaning idly around, tired of doing what's right on a day-to-day basis, but saying, you know what? It doesn't matter what it looks like. If God promised it, it is coming to pass. Amen? And any adjustment that I need to make within myself, if I've been lazy here, what do we get to do? We get to repent. You know what, God? I was lazy. You know what, God? I became slothful here. You know what, Lord? I pulled away from the Word and and quit doing the Word. And and I repent for that. I purpose now to stand strong. And you know where God takes you? He takes you today where you're at. How many know that old things are passed away and everything is brand new? Doesn't matter how many mistakes you make, old things are behind you. And today is a new day. And God will take you right where you're at. Amen? I'm just telling you right now. I don't care what you haven't done. Today is the first day of the rest of your life to accomplish things that you've never done before. You you can become diligent overnight. You know why? Because you get your eyes off what you haven't done and get your eyes off of how am I going to get down there and get your eyes on what you can do today. And when tomorrow comes, you know what the Bible says? Don't worry about tomorrow. When tomorrow comes, there's enough stuff out there. I've got it all covered. Trust me. Seek my kingdom and my righteousness, and everything else will be taken care of. So be faithful today. When tomorrow comes, what do you have to do? Be faithful today. When the next day comes, be faithful today. The next day comes, be faithful today. And then you know what happens? The vision for down the road begins to open up, and you begin to see things because you become confident that you can really do this. You can really follow through in areas of your life. It's not just faith. It's not just the spiritual side of it that matters. It's the natural side. The two flow together. They work together. It's through faith and patience. Patient endurance that we inherit the promises of God. Can you say amen to that? Man. Now watch this. Verse 13. For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing I will bless you, multiplying I will multiply you. And so after he had, what? Patiently endured. (laughs) After he got rid of his stuff, And quit trying to figure it out himself, trying to work it out himself. After he patiently endured, he obtained the promise. I mean, you know, if I'm I'm right on this in Scripture, Abraham, Sarah was 18, they were married, if I'm right. Uh, 
she wasn't having kids at 18. She wasn't having kids at 25. She wasn't having kids at 40. Maybe she went through the cycle of life and, and whatever, and she couldn't have any more children. And then it was, she was 50 and 60 and maybe 70, and, and then all of a sudden at 75, in, in, in her and in, in Abraham's 70s, God says, comes and says, I'm gonna, he tells Abraham, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. I mean, she couldn't have kids at 18. Why is she going to have children at 75? See, what is impossible in the natural is possible with God. You, you understand? And what, what did it say? It said, and, and they patiently endured, they received the promise. But you know what? <laughs> it was 25 years later. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, can you envision... Um, here's Abraham at 99 and here's Sarah at 90 and they're going down to do a pregnancy test and the nurse says uh, what up <laughs> what, what, what do y'all you, you looking for your kids or what <laughs> no 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 we're, we're, here to, we're here to check to see if we're having a baby <laughs> come on what are you talking about they patiently endured. They were persistent. They stayed with it. They got through their emotions. I mean, he, they tried to figure it out. They tried to work it out. They tried to help God out. They got through all that stuff. And they said, you know what? They came to a point, and Romans 4 tells us, he came to a place where he said, what God has promised, he is able to perform it. That's why we stay diligent day to day to build inside of us, in our heart, the confidence that what God has promised, he will do. Amen? But, but it takes you and I diligent in every area of our life. Not sweeping certain things under the carpet and focusing on our strengths, but taking some of the weaknesses and making them strong. He's given us his word, he's given us his spirit, and he's given us the ability to overcome and become diligent people. I'm telling you today. I mean, there's been areas of my life where I was not diligent. I'm telling you, I, I am determined, I will be for the rest of my life on planet earth, I will be diligent and I'll do whatever I've got to do to make the adjustments to be that type of a person because he created me. He said, he said faith and patience. It's not just, thank God for the development of faith. We'll teach faith to the end, but we're going to teach diligence to the end also because the two are together, right? Diligence, patience. Being one together, those two coming together, and, and we grow spiritually, but we become better in the natural than what we've ever been. Why stay the same? Let's not stay the same. Where we've had attitudes and issues, I don't care if you're 10 years old or if you're 90 years old. I don't, it doesn't matter your age. God takes you where you're at, and he wants to make you better. Because the tendency is the older that we get to just kind of peter out and get tired and get frustrated. And, and, and older doesn't mean, you know, in your 70s or 80s or 90s. Older just means if you've been somewhere and you've done something for a certain period of time, the tendency is to get frustrated and get tired of it. That's when we've got to press in. Anybody can do it for a couple of weeks or a couple of months or a couple of years. Anybody can. Galatians 6.9 says... What does it say? 
Uh, it says, don't, don't grow weary in doing well. That, that, that word there is one of the synonyms of that word in doing well is to be diligent. Don't grow weary in your diligence. For if you don't quit, you'll reap. I don't know about you, but that's a promise. I'm latching on to every single day of my life, every day. If you don't quit, you'll reap. But listen, listen, let's get good. Let's get good at our patience. Because patience, this isn't patience. Like, okay, I'm just going to wait for God. That's not patience. Patience is persistence. See, patience is, is, yeah, taking the time to listen, but then know what God wants you to do and do that only. That's what patience is. See, we get, we get impatient and like Abraham did, and he tried to make a kid, and he did, and there's still problems. I was just over in that area, and there's all kinds of problems. Been all kinds of problems since, since Ishmael got kicked out of the family. There have been all kinds of issues, and they continue even to this day. See, And it's because Abraham and Sarah tried to help God out. You don't need to help God out. And true patience and persistence is doing it his way only when he says it and being confident in that. And you put your faith together with that and it's, it, it's, an, it's, a, uh, it's two ingredients for success. Amen. And it creates success in everything that you and I do. Can you say amen to that? Now look at um, <clears throat> Hebrews 11 and verse 6. <clears throat> but without faith, it is impossible to please Him. And we focused through the years a lot on that, and it's good to focus on it. Because if you don't develop faith and trust and confidence in God, nothing will work. But watch what it says. Without faith... It's impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, that's by faith, and he is the rewarder of those who do what? They diligently seek him. They passionately seek him. You see, the two go together. The diligence and the faith have to go together. He is the rewarder. The manifestation comes to those who are not just in faith, but who are diligent to seek Him and to know Him and to do the things that are correct and right on a day-to-day basis. We've got to make those changes. i tell you what, the more and the better you become at hearing the voice of God on a day-to-day basis about your actions, your attitudes, and the things that you do day-to-day, the better you become in hearing about those kind of things, the more aligned you become to receiving from God. The lack of diligence, to me, the lack of diligence is one of the great spoilers in people's lives of being able to receive from God. The lack of diligence. The lack of being diligent day to day. So take that, meditate on it, and think about it. Amen? Romans 12 In verse 11.
somewhere here. Here it is. <coughs> that, we, that we're not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. So, when we're diligent, we're in a better place to operate at a high level of spirituality when we're diligent in our lives. We operate at a high level of spirituality, and what happens is we serve the Lord correctly. And we serve the Lord passionately. We serve the Lord in such a way that we are overcomers that are overcoming, not people that are actually victims of society. Because when we're not diligent, there's all kinds of things in life that get stirred up and, th- and, and attitudes that we begin to have about why things aren't working for us. We want to blame other people. We want, we want to you know, create all kinds of stuff that, that is not what the will of God is. Amen? And I, I'm telling you today, God's will for your life is diligence. And remember, wherever you're not diligent, today is the first day of the rest of your life to become diligent in areas that you need to be diligent in. You know, uh, through, the year, through the years in my own personal life, God, God has told me simple little things along the way. Like, you know, for instance, he, he would tell me something about the inside of my car being clean. You know what? You're you're tolerating this. You're overlooking it. It wasn't so much about the car as it was if you're going to tolerate the mess here, you're going to tolerate messes other places. See? And so he was trying to get my attention by telling me that you need to be diligent to vacuum your car out and keep your car clean. And you know, there's times you can wash your car and the next day it rain and dust blow and, and, and your car looks like it hasn't been washed in six months. You know what I'm saying? So you know in your heart what you've done. You don't have time or you, you're busy or whatever. I'm just talking about on a, on a regular basis. Keeping something and noticing that something needs to be done a certain way. All through the years, God's taken little simple things like that and He's taught me a lot of things spiritually. And notice, He said, if we're not lagging, uh, in verse 11, not lagging in diligence, what it creates is a fervent spirit. God wants, you, God wants you diligent on a day-to-day basis in every area of your life. Some people are diligent in one area and not in others, and, 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 then, and vice versa. So you never compare what's going on in your life with what's happening in someone else's life. You deal with yourself and let God reveal things to you. And I tell you, all it does is make you a better person, more in a position to receive from God, and more in a position to be a blessing for God to others. See, because if nothing's working in your and my life, then we have nothing to share with other people what can, how things can happen. But when stuff is working in you because you've been diligent, you feel better about yourself, Right? feel good about yourself and you're able to tell other people that it works for you not them saying well you know you, you know it works for pastor Bert. He gave an example over here you, you need to go talk to him no he, you need to talk to him see it needs to be working in you and 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 diligence is that key that i believe that opens the door for that i i, I absolutely do and when we're living fervent in spirit 
we're using the name of Jesus and causing things to happen for the good of other people. See, there's healing in his name. There's deliverance in his name. You know, there's prosperity in his name. There's all kinds of things in this earth that happen and will happen as a result of the power of his name working through us. When we're diligent and we're working through areas of our own personal life, it's amazing how powerful that the name of Jesus becomes. Amen? Um, in the Old Testament, in the book of Ezra, just, just one verse in chapter 7 of Ezra. <laughs> Ezra 7 and verse 23. Gosh, I love this verse. <clears throat> just the first part of this verse. Whatever is commanded by the God of heaven, let it diligently be done for the house of the God of heaven. You need to, you need to underline that. Underline that and write that down and make sure you remember that. Listen to me, I'm going to say it again. Whatever is commanded by the God of heaven, whatever God tells you to do, let it diligently be done for the house of God of heaven. So everything that you and I do day to day in life, we do for the glory of God, right? Everything that your life does and is an expression to the rest of the world is to the glory of God. And notice here, he said, the house of God, which is what? It's the church, which is the body, right? It's the church of Jesus Christ, which is the body of Jesus Christ. Everything that we do diligently, when you begin to see, you know the verse we've been using a lot in Colossians 3.17, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that he is glorified, Right? So what we do is we do it diligently, persistently, with a passion, with, with, with a desire to, to see laziness leave our life. You know, I mean, and you understand, I, I explained in the beginning about, about that word. I, I don't know very many just lazy people across the board, but there are times that we become lazy that we need to change that laziness. And we need to get out of it. I know. I know in my own personal life where I've been lazy in certain things. And God has challenged me about it. And so when he comes to me, I, I'm going to be diligent at, being, at doing what he's telling me to change. And as I'm diligent to that, I'm doing it as unto his glory to the house of God. Amen? To the church. It brings glory to the church. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> um, so... So, why diligence? Um, because to me, what I, what I know for myself is that being diligent reveals the condition of your heart. When you're not diligent and you're slack in a certain area or a sluggard like the scripture talks about here, when those kind of things set in in our lives or they're part of our lives, then it, it reveals the condition of our heart that needs to change, right? So let's just say that, let's say that you're believing God for something and something manifests your way, but along the way you haven't been diligent to correct it. If prosperity comes to your life, if blessing and prosperity comes, and there's not been diligence developed in your personal life on a day-to-day -day basis, what happens is that prosperity will ruin you. And actually, there's a scripture in the Proverbs that says, 
<clears throat> it says, a fool's prosperity will destroy him. Why? Because he didn't become diligent along the way in developing his faith and doing the things that God told him as he was believing God for certain things. So sometimes things manifest, but a lot of times they don't because God's saving you and protecting you. Because if you're not ready to receive and you've not developed the right heart attitude toward things, money will destroy you. And actually, and I've heard other people say this before, but money is a magnifier. And no matter where you're at, and, 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 and when something good happens, it'll magnify what's not going on and, and what's not going right on the inside of you. God wants to liberate you and, and set you free along the way. So as you're having faith and trusting God for things to change, for blessing to come to your life, healing to your body, and so on and so on, as you're believing God along the way and you become diligent, your heart is in a position to be able to receive the blessing of God. And, and now God can use the blessing in your life to advance his kingdom instead of the blessing destroying you. And it's destroyed many a people. Amen? But say this after me, that's not me. <laughs> say it again, that's not me. Say this, I choose to be diligent and not lazy. Say it, I am not a lazy person. I'm diligent. Amen. We're diligent people. Amen. We're diligent, overcoming people at all times. A fool's prosperity will destroy him. I'm not a fool. How about you? I'm not a fool. I'm a diligent man of God purposing to see his will fulfilled in my life. Amen? How about you? Can you say amen to that? <coughs> um, so I, I want you to think about this. And, th and this is how things happen from one person to the next. So God creates the earth. He puts Adam in the earth takes woman from man, and the two of them now are placed in the garden. And God tells Adam, the Bible didn't say he told Eve this, he told Adam this. He, he said, he told Adam, I want you to keep the garden. He said, I want you to be faithful to keep the garden. Keep watch over the garden. So the enemy comes in and comes around Eve and starts saying a bunch of stuff that's not true and Adam's watching all of this. I mean, he was right there. He's watching all of it. And so what happens is he, become, he, he begins to be, uh, he begins to idly lean and he's watching all this transpire as Satan comes in to deceive Eve. And she gets deceived, and he does nothing. He does absolutely nothing. And as a result of his nothingness, all of humanity becomes cursed. Amen? Why? Because he wasn't diligent to do what God said. What's the scripture that we just read out of uh, Ezra? That, that the, the, the God of heaven, when he commands something, do it so that the house of God is exalted, right? And what Adam didn't do, what he chose not to do, 
created a curse for all of mankind. I'm telling you, had he been diligent to do what God said, follow through with it, be, be, a, be, be a man of integrity and, and do exactly what God said, keep the garden and don't let anything contaminate it. Had he done that, humanity would not have been cursed the way that they were. Well, in your and my life, the same thing happens. See, things when we choose not to be diligent, it affects other people around us. You know, you can think it doesn't, but your lack of diligence will affect other people around you when God created you to affect people in a positive way. He created you to set the tone for other people's lives. He did. And, and, and I, I want to be a tone setter, right? Not a world destroyer like, like Adam was. And, and, you know, we can blame Adam all day long, but, but we've all done the same kind of things, right? So God's teaching us how to be diligent in our, in, as we're developing our faith and our confidence in him. Amen? Proverbs 27, and I'll end with this. Proverbs 27 and verse 23. I like what this says, just the first part of this. The whole scripture says, Be diligent to know the state of your flocks and attend to your herds. And that can translate out into a lot of different things because they dealt in crops and in animals and and all different stuff. But I just like the first four words. And the first four words here say, Be diligent to know. Be diligent to know. Be diligent to know how to run your business. Be diligent to know how to be who you are in your family. Be diligent to know how, you know, to operate in any area of life. Just be diligent to know. And when, when we seek him, as Hebrews eleven six said, without faith it's impossible to please him. We must come to God and know that God is, and he's the rewarder of those who diligently seek after him. They seek after knowledge of him and knowing who God is. But it's more than just knowing who God is and having faith and trust and confidence in God, but it's also knowing and having knowledge of how to be diligent to fulfill and follow through in everything that we do. And you know what? God's given us the wisdom to know what that looks like and how to do that. And I believe tonight... Everybody sitting here at the sound of my voice is the potential in you for diligence and to be diligent at everything that you do is already on the inside of you. And that diligence, as it's developed and the heart attitude is developed, will cause you to become the greatest that God has has ever done in anybody because what he does in you, he won't do in anybody else. Amen? You were created to be great. Every single person was. And without faith and patience and diligence working together, it won't happen. Faith will actually run out in your life over a period of time. You will get discouraged. Fear and discouragement will set in, and it will rob you of having faith and trust and confidence in God. And one of the reasons that that happens, the main reason that happens, is the lack of persistence and diligence on a day-to-day basis. Can you say amen to that?